What's cracking, big dogs? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas. This is BDGE. Big dogs got to eat. Fantasy football. It's Tuesday, which means is don't say the car's topless Tuesday. New Dynasty series each and every Tuesday morning where we are exposing, exposing one rookie being drafted far, 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 far too late in rookie drafts. Last week was mock week, all right? So we took our Discord channel, we rounded up the troops, we rounded up all the big dogs, and we put them through a vigorous, vigorous week of dynasty startup mock drafts as well as rookie drafts. So we have the best sample size in the industry right now. We ripped through, I want to say, 70 startup dynasty drafts and 20 to 25 rookie mock drafts. Mike is behind the scenes working on the ADP data, which we will have hand-delivered to everybody out there for free. Make sure you're following the brand on all the social medias, which will be linked down below. Make sure you're following myself on Twitter, and we will drop that ADP data sometime this week when Mike gets around to compiling everything. But now that we have some real ADP data, I can actually go off the different values and stop talking about guys that aren't undervalued because they're not getting drafted as high as fake people are talking about in the fake news we're not here for fake news though we're here to take the car and make it topless today's video we're talking about a 220 pound running back out of the sunbelt conference three straight seasons of a thousand yards from scrimmage while sharing the backfield with two other nfl running back prospects simply put he ain't getting the he ain't getting the love that he deserves okay we're about to dive into it first tuck your shirt in stop yelling don't say the car's topless we say the titties is out and let's eat. All right, you see the number on the screen. 646-328-6601. We've got some good news. The Rookie Dynasty Draft Guide, which we are now producing for the second year in a row, maybe the third year in a row, I already forget, my fucking brain cells are gone to mush, is officially available for pre-order, which is a discount price on BigDogsDraftGuide.com. But guess what? If you text this number, you say the words topless, T-O-P-L-E-S-S, text topless to 646-328-6601, I'ma throw you a 10% off discount code when you pre-order the Rookie Draft Guide. So you're getting the pre-order pricing, plus you're getting the topless code. Text this number. In the Rookie Dynasty Guide, we have rookie profiles of every player, the top 60 to 70 rookies that are going to impact the fantasy season. We've got exclusive mock drafts on there. We've got our rookie rankings for myself, Noah, and Mike. We've got our full Dynasty rankings on there. We've got a ton of exclusive articles on exactly how to attack your startup drafts, how to attack your rookie drafts, our favorite late round sleeper picks, our favorite late round targets for running backs, for wide receivers in the rookie. Like it's a whole lot of shit that if you're new into Dynasty, we will guide you the right way. So BigDogsDraftGuide.com, text TOPLESS to this number and I will send you back the code for 10% off. It's time to peel the top back. The running back we're referring to out of the University of Louisiana in the Sunbelt Conference is none other than Elijah Mitchell. He is a four-year player at the University of Louisiana. You don't often see the running back stay for four years, but we've seen that be the case for a lot of them in this draft class. We've seen it for Najee Harris. We've seen it for Travis Etienne. We've seen a few guys go back to the school. You know, they, they want to party a little bit. They want to have a good time, whatever, whatever, ball out, and they come out as seniors. I'm not going to hold it against him. He's going to be 23 years old soon, but he did break out as a 20-year-old sophomore. Anytime you play in the Sunbelt Conference, anytime you play in a non-Power 5 conference, there's always going to be a double-edged sword there. You're going to say, oh, this guy's a great value. He flies under the radar. He's not that well-known. Therefore, I'm going to be targeting him. That also encompasses an automatic negative red flag to this player for not having real competition, right? Not having that Power 5 competition. Even if a guy doesn't perform that well, he plays in the SEC, maybe he averages 5.3, 5.5 yards per carry or something. You can usually 
usually chalk that up to elite competition at the college level. If you're in the Sunbelt Conference, you know, and you're putting up shitty numbers, massive red flag. He didn't put up shitty numbers, though. I just want to kind of throw that out there. We're going to work through the pros. We're going to work through the cons. We want to give you the full rookie profile of Elijah Mitchell. Now, the reason I brought up the mock week to begin with, all the mocks that we've run through the Big uh, the Big Dogs Discord channel, Elijah Mitchell is a fourth-round pick in almost every one of these rookie drafts. We've seen him at the 402. We've seen him at the 408. We've seen him all over the fourth round. The story of Elijah Mitchell, four-year player at University of Louisiana, 5'11", 220 pounds. Let me repeat that. 5'11", 220 pounds. You look no further than that workhorse size. You know, any bigger, you might be too big. Any smaller, you might be labeled as, you know, an athlete or a scat back or some shit like that. But 5'11", 218, ooh, that gets me going. He just looks like one of those dudes that's like an athlete. Like, you see him on the field, he's he's chiseled, he's got good size, he just looks powerful and he looks strong. He looks like the best athlete on the field. Just looks like a beast. He just looks like someone who could just like point at any girl and that girl's just gonna go have sex with him immediately. It's just just looks like an alpha. And the hairline, that's a beta hairline, but the dude looks like an alpha. Along with the size, he obviously has to have the production, right? If you're gonna be in a Sunbelt Conference, you better put up some monster fucking production. And he did so, as I mentioned before, last three seasons, 2020, 19, 18, 1,000 yards from scrimmage in all three of those seasons while splitting the backfield with two NFL prospects. We had Raymond Calais, who was drafted last year to the Buccaneers, and you had his backfield mate this year, Trey Regas. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Trey Ragas, Regas, Trey, R-A-G-A-S. That's pretty damn impressive. The size, he's got the production while splitting the backfield with other NFL caliber backs. Now, they're not, of course, workhorses or studs in the NFL, at least not at this point. It's good to see that while playing in the Sunbelt Conference. Now, this dude I follow on Twitter, Pete Davidson, at Rotobon, no relation to Ariana Grande's Pete Davidson. Still a good guy, though. Still a guy I would follow. I would follow both Pete Davidsons on Twitter. So Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana has my attention. He reminds me a little bit of Ryan Matthews. Y'all remember Ryan Matthews? Remember that look that Ryan Matthews had? Like he was a pure athlete workhorse running back. You see him and you're like, he's going to be the next stud. Almost like that feeling you get with Joe Mixon. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes they look better than they actually play. And that kind of happens a lot of the time. Elijah Mitchell, man, ever since he put that Ryan Matthews seed into my head, he's not the shiftiest back. He's not the most elusive, but he's pretty damn athletic. You just look at this play. He's making these tough catches behind his back making dudes miss after that while you know you, you have to have some pretty damn good balance some pretty good hand-eye coordination that play reminds me so much of Ryan Matthews if you told me that was Ryan Matthews in school I would have believed that on a, on a play like that a guy who can do anything out of the backfield and make it look easy and smooth and athletic even though it was the opposite of that back to the elusive ratings right I like to I like to dive in a little bit more into the uh, advanced analytics because we have good websites like PFF and we have uh, sports info solutions that can give us more of a, a granular look at how these guys played on the field opposite of the offensive line uh David Getting back to 2018, he was among the NCAA leaders in terms of broken tackle rate and yards after contact. Per both of those sites, in 2019-2020, he was top 20 among NCAA running backs in elusiveness and broken tackle rate and yards after contact. And he has very, very good, you know, he's not the most agile player, but he's got very good agility behind the line of scrimmage in order to, like, identify the hole. You know those guys who kind of hit the line of scrimmage and then either run into the back of their, their offensive line or they kind of wait for a sec, they get shifty, they see the hole, and they're able to do that little, like, that little one-cut shimmy hit that hole hard that's exactly what Elijah Mitchell does and I think that's a very underrated skill for a running back that's the difference between losing a yard and gaining four or five yards and you know on the yards per carry number that eventually adds up over a tall task of, of volume and just going back to that Ryan Matthews comp man I, I think Ryan Matthews was a player who probably would have excelled in the NFL I don't know if he ever would hit his height but he had a ton of injury history and a ton of injury concerns he just kept getting hurt over and over so we were never able to put together a full season he did have a couple seasons in the NFL of over 1400 yards from scrimmage so by no means was he a giant bust but he probably didn't live up to the potential that a lot of people kind of had hoped for 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I think uh, in, in Elijah Mitchell, you see a little bit of like TJ Yeldon too. So it's not all fucking sunshine and upper elite athlete comps, right? You see a little bit of the TJ Yeldon who is a great athlete and he's built like a great athlete, but doesn't always succumb to what we think he's going to end up being. Lastly, the Senior Bowl was like last week, two weeks ago, whatever. We hear a lot of hype out of the out of the Senior Bowl, the Reese's Senior Bowl. I fucking love Reese's. Best Halloween candy out there. Fact, not opinion. Performed very well at the Senior Bowl, apparently. One of the top three backs there. And that's great to see for a guy coming out of the Sunbelt Conference, obviously, okay? Because you're playing your entire college career against guys who are not going to the NFL. Of course, you're going to put up good production. Once you get to the Senior Bowl practices and you get to the Senior Bowl game and you get there for the week and you're there around, you know, SEC coaches and SEC players and Power 5 players in general, and you can hold your own if not excel, that tells me, you know, you are on par with those guys. There's a lot of good for Elijah Mitchell. Why is he going in the fourth round? Why don't players know about him? Why don't people know about him? Why is he not more relevant in the fantasy world? Well, we got to get into the cons, of course, right? We're saying the car's topless, but maybe they got a broken fucking tire. That's what we're doing on these Tuesday videos. These guys are values, meaning there's going to be... There's going to be stuff wrong with them. So I want to give you the good. I want to give you the bad. And I want to let y'all decide what you think about them. We talk about having three down size, workhorse size, 5'11", 220. Yeah, he could stay on the field for all three downs. But will an NFL team use him on all three downs? Is he good on all three downs, right? One of the key metrics we try to look at when we're talking about players coming out of the NCAA and whether or not they're going to contribute on third downs is, you know, that that reception total number. Normally, I want to see at least one season of 25 catchers or more for a college running back. They play a limited number of games. So 25 is a good barometer of whether or not they're a good pass catcher. Obviously, that's not a blanket statement there's there's white and there's gray and there's black and there's fucking all different contexts that can be put behind college running back but elijah mitchell never had a season of over 20 receptions however 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 that sophomore season he caught 20 passes for 349 yards and three touchdowns that is 17 and a half yards per reception 17 and a half yards per, that's like what deshaun jackson averages on his receptions in the nfl so yes he never had a season above 20 catches i also like to look for explosiveness there are some guys, and I mentioned this during the, uh, I believe it's Jamar Jefferson's video, and I talked about my top five rookie running backs going into this year. I talked about how, like, yes, can he play on all three downs? He had 25 catches his freshman year, and then he had, like, seven catches, eight catches the year following. That's a red flag for me that 25 catches is nice, but when you look at the yards per reception, 5.9 yards per reception. What does that tell you? 
not a big playmaker in the passing game or all of his catches were dump offs behind the line of scrimmage screens and he didn't do much with them so the volume is there but the efficiency is not which means over the long run that will probably play itself out where this is kind of the opposite of that 20 catches 349 fucking yards in the air okay so the overall volume a little bit of concern can he actually catch you know 30 40 passes in the nfl to be a consistent rb2 or higher and that's what we're looking for in these rookie players going to be 23 years old soon he did break out as a sophomore so i'm not really this is not like a wide receiver thing where we're worried about a late breakout age but 23 years old something that you want to note you know we do it for Najee harris we do it for these older guys i think it's just worth mentioning the other thing worth mentioning is that the offensive line for louisiana very 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 fucking good just dominates the sunbelt conference in his career mitchell had 44 total carries against power five teams how much does this shit translate into the nfl and that's where athletics and measurables and those kind of things really come into play to give you the total picture of a player because you can produce on a field against lesser competition but if you're still running you know a 4-4 a 4-4-5 or something like that like real nfl speed that tells me okay you can produce and you're as athletic as everybody else on the field elijah mitchell that's going to be a concern because I don't see this guy getting up to Ryan. Ryan Matthews ran a 4.45 at 222 pounds, I believe it was. TJ Yeldon ran a 4.61 at 226 pounds. So Matthews' weight-adjusted speed score was in the 94th percentile, where Yeldon's was in like the 64th percentile, both above average. That's what we need to see from Elijah Mitchell. We need him to run a sub 4.640. If he can get in that 4.55 range, I think he, he ran a 4.61 coming out of high school. And I'd like to assume you become a better athlete once you go to college and are there for four years and produce at a high level. You'll probably be a bit faster you've got more muscle you're a better athlete overall and i want to say that will transfer into the 40 yard dash for him this year so the long speed is going to be concerned that's probably the delta between elijah mitchell and ryan matthews does he have that legit nfl speed to burst through the line to make big plays that boosts up all the other padding stat numbers again though he did produce with two other nfl running backs and that's that's again the problem with producing in a conference like this is yeah it's very possible that some of these guys actually are you know compared to like memphis right where they're just producing nfl talent year over year over year over year not all of them pan out you have gibson who's going to be an rb1 this year then you also have Darrell Henderson, where his college numbers, because his offensive line was so good, and he's got that 4-4 speed, where if no one's touching you, you're bursting through the line. That 2,000 yards back in 2018 or 2017, whenever he did that at Memphis, looks a lot better than Darrell Henderson actually is as a player. And that could be the case for someone coming out of Louisiana, obviously. If you have a dominant offensive line playing against defenders who are not NFL cal- caliber defenders, your production is going to be there. Overall, you've got the reception volume. You've got playing in the Sunbelt Conference, long speed. The last one, and probably the most important one for me, is going to be the draft capital. If a team takes a liking to Mitchell, I pray that he goes on to day two, like late day two, fourth round the latest. But if he ends up going rounds five through seven, we might have a problem. I I did see a tweet thrown out here somewhere that Elijah Mitchell is a former running back. The New York Giants new offensive line coach coached while at Louisiana last year, 5'11", 218 pounds, is someone to keep your eye on in the later rounds of this year's draft as a potential backup for Saquon Barkley. So again, this is a guy to keep an eye on. But of course, if something like that happens in the draft where he's a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick to the New York Giants, he's off the board for rookie drafts. Based on what we know right now, based on the profile, based on the workhorse size, based on the production while, while sharing the backfield with two other NFL prospects, just based on some of the film that we've seen what he looks like on the field the comps that I have for him at the NFL level he's someone that actually has legitimate upside rather than picking some of these you know five nine hundred and seventy eight pound running backs in this class that are like kind of exciting and shifty and fun on film this guy's got some actual NFL staying power type workhorse upside but we're going to keep a close 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 eye on his pro day to see his 40 time and then obviously draft capital if we can get round four or earlier for my man's Elijah Mitchell it's wheels up, and every every fourth-round pick you have 
in your rookie draft should be going towards Elijah Mitchell. If he hits birdies on both of those things, he's going to end up being a third-round pick, if not moving up to the early second round. If you look at the early or uh, the late second round, I should say, if you look at the late second round of, of last year's rookie drafts, it, it started getting into the, you know, the, uh, the Zach Mosses, the Anthony McFarlands, like that era. I haven't been like, Darrington Evans started to go in like a 3-1-3-2 area. I think that's where we'll start to see Elijah Mitchell as more videos and, and content like this starts to be put out there for the boss, Elijah Mitchell, a.k.a. the second coming of Ryan Matthews. This one's a little bit different than the previous one as we did Rashad Bateman on the first Don't Say the Cars Topless Tuesday video series. He's a first-round pick, and in the rookie mock drafts we've done, he's starting to go as early as like the 106, 107, 108 in that range, so no longer a value. As soon as we put his fucking name on the t- Don't Say the, t- the Titty List, Top List, whatever the fuck this video is anymore, all bets are off. Elijah Mitchell, stonks going up hit the thumbs up button if you enjoyed mike and Noah will see you tomorrow for bunk bed breakdowns our full long form video dynasty show each week make sure you go cop the draft guide pre-order available right now text me at this number 646-328-6601 text topless to this number you're gonna get 10 percent off the rookie dynasty draft guide pre-order now peace Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.